Greetings, Minecrafters, and welcome to another Minecraft episode. Uh, today, it's actually a very rainy day here in northern Vermont, interestingly, because I'm going to talk about the snowball effect. So this is Kimberly Quinn, and I am so pumped to talk about the snowball effect of your thinking today. And as we've you know discussed, the foundation for Minecraft is to become the boss of your brain, which means thoughts come first followed by feelings and then actions or behavior. Therefore, changing our thinking literally change our lives without any exaggeration whatsoever. So today we're going to talk about being aware of the snowball effect of our thought process. I'd also like to, uh, to do a shout out to my inspiration of the day, and he is Richard Carlson, who's written a series on the Don't Sweat the Small Stuff. He's got, he's got a lit, just a ton of books out there, but the whole idea of actually he talks basically he's kind of saying the same message as I am about rewiring the brain via his his main theme of don't sweat the small stuff so each book has a different like don't sweat the small stuff with money don't sweat the small stuff with family and there's like a ton of them so anyway I was just sort of perusing today and of course it grabbed me because the snowball effect and obviously I'm into um, the whole cognitive psychology scene changing our thinking to change our lives and so this is just this is very very important to realize when we're sort of under thought attack it's very important to to be hyper vigilant of when that is going on in the cabeza you know so so really this is a great strategy for inner peace for sure because we can become aware of how quickly our negative and sometimes insecure thoughts can spiral out of control we have a chance to stop them before they pick up that like snowball thing big and heavy, wet at this time of year in March, and just getting bigger and heavier going rolling down the hill. And, and Richard actually asks us, he says, have you ever noticed how uptight you feel when you're caught up in your thinking? And to top it off, the more absorbed you get in the details of whatever it is upsetting you, the worse you feel. One thought leads to another and yet another, until at some point you become incredibly agitated. In fact, there's something out there that has to do with 17 seconds for a negative thought. And I honestly don't know who to give credit to for that. So many people talk about it. My dear friend, Oprah, of course she doesn't know, but I hope to meet her someday. She's talked about it, but lots of people talk about it. So there's like a 17 second window for that negative thought, you know, that, or, which umbrellas the rest of the emotions, right? Insecure thinking, the what if, they, all that kind of thinking. It's 17 seconds before it kind of takes hold of us. So there's like a window where it's easier to derail that negative thought. Once it hits 17 seconds, it sticks to us like super glue. So that's just sort of important to, you know, be aware of while we're having this talk. And obviously we can rewire the brain. You know, it's never too late for that. It just, it, it enters into a zone where it's just, it's much more difficult. That's sort of the point. And so Richard gives us an example. He says, you might wake up in the middle of the night and remember a phone call that needs to be made the following day. Then rather than feeling relieved that you remembered such an important call. You start thinking about everything else you have to do tomorrow. You start rehearsing a probable conversation with your boss, getting yourself even more upset. Pretty soon you think to yourself, I can't believe how busy I am. I must make 50 phone calls a day. When I first read that today, I thought, well, you know, because uh, these books were written a, written a little bit ago. I think that's that's all accurate with the phone calls. I think now it's gotten even more, that's picked up even more momentum because people, definitely young adults, rarely call anybody. But it's they're all doing rapid-fire texting back and forth. And how I think this is even more invasive and overwhelming, actually. Overwhelming would be a good word. Because I know that my 
my own Minecrafters um, talk about being overwhelmed. It's a word they use literally almost daily. And it's because they're, you know, 24 seven, they feel this pressure to be connected. So with what we're talking about, translate the phone calls for our seasoned, you know, seasoned adults. And uh, which is still a texting thing, but they, they, it's, it's like keeping up, trying to keep up with those texts and also emails with the season crew. It just kind of takes on a life of its own. And we can, we can, the thought attack can have us feeling overwhelmed pretty instantaneously and thinking that we're the busiest people on this, on this earth. And then we can, you know, start to pick up that tight feeling in the chest that, oh no, that all that, that, oh my God, and how am I going to get it all done is only 24 hours in a day and we have to fit sleep in there someplace. And then we can get, Richard says, he'll say, we ask ourselves, whose life is this anyway? And on it goes until you're feeling sorry for yourself. And then what we do too, because thoughts, the, the overwhelming thinking, insecure thinking, over busy thinking leads to the over busy feeling, the overwhelmed feeling. And also then we begin the action follows the feeling, right? So thoughts, feelings, and action behavior. Then Many of us start talking about it externally, about how busy we are, how busy we are. And that, if, if you've been on the other side of that, listening to someone else talk about how busy they are, it's actually pretty annoying. You know, it's, it's, it's not really very enjoyable to be around someone who's talking about how busy they are. And it's a waste of life minutes to talk about how busy you are, because meanwhile, while you're talking about how busy you are, you could be actually doing things to alleviate how busy you are. It's kind of like a cycle. And it, it is irritating as heck because... Because when other people talk about how busy they are, there's, it seems, of course, we don't know what's in their head without asking them. It seems like there's the assumption that they're busier than us. And that has us thinking like, who, who the heck are you? You don't even know my life. You're just the one whining about yours. There you go. You know, so basically for when we're unaware of the snowball effect, you know, when we're under a, a thought attack, there's really, you know, sort of no way to tell how, how, how long it can go on because it picks up momentum. Hence, hence this sort of, you know, metaphor with the snowball, big snowball rolling down the hill and in March, actually, because the snow is heavier. We're up here in Northern Vermont, for those of you who have our time picturing that, but there's still snow here. It's heavier. And obviously with, you know, the laws of physics, the heavier it is, it's going to roll down the hill and gather more snow. You know, that's just how it works. And if you have a little tiny snowball, a little itty bitty one, so there's no way to tell how long this can go on. So, Basically, when we're under siege, you know, it's like friendly fire, right? We're under siege by our own thoughts. We've we've got to do to 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 be aware of that, so we can we can stop it, you know, call a ceasefire to sort of regain our sanity and inner peace just in that moment in that day, you know. So basically, for when we're unaware of the snowball effect, you know, when we're under a, a thought attack, there's really, you know, sort of no way to tell how, how long it can go on because it picks up momentum. Hence, hence this sort of, you know, metaphor with the snowball, big snowball rolling down the hill and in March, actually, because the snow is heavier. We're up here in Northern Vermont, for those of you who have our time picturing that, but there's still snow here. It's heavier. And obviously with, you know, the laws of physics, the heavier it is, it's going to roll down the hill and gather more snow. You know, that's just how it works. And if you have a little tiny snowball, a little itty bitty one, so there's no way to tell how long this can go on. So basically when we're under siege, you know, it's like friendly fire, right? We're under siege by our own thoughts. We've got, we've got to do to, to to be aware of that, so we can we can stop it. You know, call a ceasefire to sort of regain our sanity and inner peace, just in that moment in that day. So, what many what many people don't get when they're under you know a friendly fire thought attack by your own thoughts is that this has us 
you know, we actually, these become a pattern if we keep letting the feedback loop go on and on and on, which means that we are, we're rehearsing whatever that thought is as a feeling. Now that's when it, that's when this, the 17 second thing. Okay. We start rehearsing feeling overwhelmed. The brain then gets used to what it's like to feeling overwhelmed because the brain likes patterns and then invites more overwhelmed. That's just how it goes. So, uh, and Richard said, needless to say, it is impossible, impossible. I don't use that word very much to feel peaceful with your head full of concerns and annoyances, because, you know, thoughts come first, feelings come second, actions and behaviors third. We cannot feel, feel peaceful, feel inner peace, feel happy, feel content, feel satisfied, feel joyful. If our thoughts are those of sadness, anger, resentment, insecurity, being overwhelmed, not going to feel, not going to feel all those positive emotions is that if that's the drill, you're right. If you're allowing the friendly fire thought attack, all those wonderful positive emotions just aren't going to happen for you until you call a ceasefire. So Richard goes on to say that the solution to all this is to notice what's happening in your head before your thoughts have a chance to build any momentum, just like a snowball. It's easier to stop it in the beginning than, you know, halfway down a steep hill. He said, before your thoughts have a chance to build momentum, the sooner you catch yourself in the act of building your mental snowball, the easier it is to stop. In our example here, you might notice a snow, your snowball thinking right when you're running through the list of what you have to do the next day. How common is that? You're not even in the present moment. You're in tomorrow. Then instead of obsessing on your upcoming day, you say to yourself, whew, there I go again, and consciously nip it in the bud. You stop your train of thought before it has a chance to get going and right, become a runaway train, right? You can then focus na- not on how overwhelmed you are, but how grateful you are for remembering the phone call that needed to be made or the text or the email, whatever. If it's in the middle of the night, write it down on a piece of paper, go back to sleep. You might even consider keeping a pen and paper by the bed for such moments. Um, and just in reality, that's like the whole sleeping thing, but we need to really be be conscious of the thoughts rolling through our, our heads anyway, because, because this is, if we're going to make any, any kind of real life changes, We've got to be aware of what I'm thinking. We talked about this in several videos recently that these, the thoughts are the precursors to our beliefs, which are locked in the vault of the unconscious and not any life change is going to happen if the hard drive stays locked in those belief systems. And 96% roughly of what we say and do every single day of our lives is coming from the unconscious. So the thoughts lead to the beliefs that are locked in the hard drive. So that is another big reason to stop the snowball from rolling down the hill. Okay, so there you have it, Minecrafters. Pay attention to your thinking. Be aware of it so you can can call a ceasefire on the friendly fire thought attack going on in your head. Remember the 17-second thing because that just makes it harder after that. You can still do it, but much harder. And that's it. Thoughts come first, then feelings, and then behavior. Change your thoughts, change your beliefs, that'll lead to beliefs, which change your life. This is Kimberly Quinn signing off from a very rainy northern Vermont today. Have a mindful day.